we know that setting goals is so important, but there are so many ways to set goals, so many areas we can set goals in. And why does it feel like we just keep failing at them? Like we can never actually hit those goals. In this episode, I'm going to teach you one simple and surefire way to set goals and actually accomplish them because you've probably been setting them wrong all along. So we're going to get into goal setting because if we're not moving forward, if we're not intentional, we're going backwards. So let's dive in. Hey mama, welcome to the Tough Love Mom podcast. I know you're here because you're ready to get disciplined and lose weight and you're not afraid of a little tough love. Taking on your journey postpartum is hard, but it's not impossible. I believe that we mamas have an ingrained ability to figure out what we need to do, make it happen no matter what, and do it in a way that inspires the world and sets a beautiful example of healthy living for our little ones. My mission is to help you uncover that ability and live a life of confidence and consistency. Hey, I'm Liz, and I've been where you are. I gained more than the suggested amount of weight in both of my pregnancies, but with sustainable habits, consistency, routine, and taking hold of my thoughts, I lost it all in just over a year, both times, and I'm here to help you do the same. If you're ready to stop falling off the wagon, truly break free from the perfectionism that is holding you back, and finally feel your best all while enjoying dino nuggets on your salad, you are in the right place. It's time to get disciplined so you can live a life of consistency and true confidence, mama. We're about to transform your postpartum journey. Get pumped up. It is tough love time. Goal setting can be really overwhelming, right? Because this long-term ideal of who we want to be, how we want to be showing up, it can feel so far off at times. My job My job as your consistency coach is literally to get you from point A to point B to C to D all the way to that point where you feel like you're at that place that you were picturing in your mind. You've reached that goal. And as you learn today, it's those stepping stones that get you there. It's those one baby steps at a time, but it's really common to feel discouraged in that in-between as you're going from step to step to step because it'll feel slow. It'll feel like it's dragging on, like you're not really making change in the moment. And that waiting and that stepping can just be really discouraging at times. So I'm here to encourage you through that. I'm here to give you insight as to what to focus on next and when to start shifting your focus. I'll give you that tough love when you need it, that encouragement when you need it, all access to me. So grab a coaching package and let's get the new year started right. Okay. There's limited coaching spots in January. And once they're full, they're full. So no matter what workouts you're doing or what specific goals you're working towards, I'm here to help help you actually attain those goals once and for all. So let's dive into goal setting. Shall we? We know that goal setting is very important because if we're not intentionally showing up and know what we're working towards, what are we even doing, right? What are we doing day to day? We're just kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what works. So goal setting is important. So we know what we need to be doing on a day-to-day basis, but there are so many ways to set goals. There are so many areas we can set goals in and often we can set one, but it feels like we can never actually hit that goal. So we are going to be talking about that, all those things today for so long. I only knew of those typical surface level goals, like six pack abs or having more muscle definition in my Ironman days. uh, I always had the goals of being faster or cutting seconds off my time or minutes 
postpartum, obviously weight loss is a very common goal and a very honorable one, if I might add myself. But um, outside of fitness, when we're looking at other types of goals, there's things like length of time I could breastfeed my boys, daily devotionals, be having a, quote, better marriage. But it always felt empty working towards those things. Not always, but certain types of goals felt very empty working towards those, almost like I was just checking you know, a a box off once I hit it. And I never, sometimes I never felt like I truly was reaching my goal. It was like, okay, I hit that. So what's next? A big part of why I was in that constant grind of trying to figure out what was next and not always feeling completely satisfied by hitting those goals was because I wasn't setting them the right way. So we know there's like a thousand and one different ways we can set goals. So let me just be real right off the bat right off the bat, because there's so many different ways to approach goal setting. There's not one set right way or wrong way to set goals, but often you're going to see two pretty different, pretty typical distinguished camps for goal setting. Smart goals, you're probably very common with smart goals. And then there's these shoot for the stars goals, these like go big or go home type goals, right? I'm going to debunk both of those today and just give you a different perspective that might not have ever been taught to you before. So first off, let's start with these shoot for the stars goals. I mean, these literally speak for themselves, right? Aim high, AKA go for the knowingly impossible and fall short. The clear issue with this is that disappointment factor. And as women, I think we can fall prey to that feeling, the fear of failure very, very easily. The way our brains work Even if we know we've achieved something on the way to that goal, if we didn't actually hit the goal that we set, we're still going to feel that tinge of disappointment, that feeling of failure. Even if we can recognize and acknowledge and be proud of the fact that we've made changes, if we don't hit that ultimate goal, there's still this weight of disappointment on us. So that's my little gripe with the shoot for the stars goals. And then there's also SMART goals. If you're not familiar, SMART goals is an acronym. So SMART, each letter in SMART stands for something. S stands for specific. M stands for measurable. A stands for achievable. R stands for relevant. And T stands for time-bound. So specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound goals. My issue with SMART goals, the thing I don't like about them a ton, is the achievable and time-bound aspects. Because honestly, if we don't hit that goal by that time, if we don't hit it within that, you know, time frame that we gave for ourselves, just like if we don't hit that crazy impossible goal, we're going to feel this feeling of disappointment. Even if we hit it later on down the road, that time between when we set the goal and to hit it and when we actually achieve it, if we end up achieving it, if we don't give up because we didn't make it in time, if we don't do that, we're going to have that feeling of disappointment. And if you're like me, your fear, fear of failure can be so big. It can be a blow to your confidence. And honestly, it can stop you in your tracks and just make you completely give up on the goal. (laughs) Are any of you going, amen, like I've totally felt like that before. So the time bound aspect is really the biggest issue I have with SMART goals and the achievable part, because often we might set a goal because we think it's the right one, or we think that's where we're supposed to be or what we're supposed to be able to do. But maybe it's not that realistic and achievable right now in this season or because of Maybe how your body's changed postpartum or your schedule, your routine, whatever it is, it might not be achievable, especially in that time frame, but in general. So we have to be 
able and willing, in my opinion, to drop the achievable and the time-bound aspects of SMART goals. So one option that fits a lot of different types of goals is what I like to call SMR goals, S-M-R, right? Specific, measurable, and relevant. I think those are really good baselines to start with for setting a goal that don't pin you in to this achievable and time-bound aspect as well. There are times when we can use those, but I think almost every single type of goal can fit into the specific, measurable, and relevant aspects of SMART goals. So we're gonna call them SMR goals, okay? <laughs> say it with me, SMR goals. <laughs> so fun to say. All right, so having a, having a goal be specific, measurable, and relevant, specifically when they're tied to your priorities and your vision for just how you wanna live, it's huge. So if you wanna just use those three aspects, please do. I think it's a great place to start, like I said, and it's a really good starting point for any area of your life, not just your postpartum journey, but literally any area. I do wanna talk about time bound really quick. Those, that, that part of a goal can be essential if the only variable in achieving your goal is your action. So let me give you an example really quick what I mean by that. I did use a time-bound aspect with certain project deadlines for launching this podcast because I wanted it up and running for you so you could be equipped by the time the new year came around in your postpartum journey, in your life, in your mindset. So if you're listening to this around when I recorded this, um, it is the very beginning of December, but this episode's going up at the very end of December. So I set those time-bound goals for... I added that time-bound aspect into my goal setting for this project of launching this podcast and getting it out there. And honestly, each episode itself is kind of like a mini goal, right? Because I have different steps of it I need to do to get it out there. So I do have time-bound for different things, different types of goals. And it's because it the only variable in achieving that goal is the action that I take. I'm in complete control of that. You're not in complete control of your postpartum weight loss. You're in control of the choices that attribute to your postpartum weight loss, but you are not in full control of how your body is going to respond to lack of sleep and you know, varying nutrition if you're not super consistent with that and working out less often than you used to and just so many aspects. So I want to encourage you to drop that time-bound aspect and instead of focusing, I'm going to get into this in a minute here, but instead of focusing on what you want to make happen at a certain time, just focus on what you're doing day to day. I don't want to get too far into that because it's real good. I'm going to save it for later. So SMR goals. Those are the basic and applicable aspects you can use, specific, measurable, and relevant to set goals that will move you forward. Now, how do we identify what to set for these goals? How do we pick goals that are meaningful and relevant and actually tangible, not just some pie in the sky statement like live healthier, because what does that even mean? Can I just be real for a second? If that's a goal that you've set before, no wonder you're frustrated. And it's no fault of your own if you've set a goal like that before, because to be honest, the education system has failed us. Um, It has its faults. In the education system, we're taught what to think, not how to think. And part of goal setting is how we're supposed to think, how we're approaching our day-to-day, how we're approaching our choices and our actions. And we're not taught in a structured setting how to think. We're taught what to think. So no wonder, you know, we're not taught how to set goals. (laughs) So it's really hard to know exactly what to set. So if you know, okay, ideally I want to live a healthier life, so that's going to be my goal. But you don't know what action to take to get you there. So 
not a great goal to set. It's a little pie in the sky type goal. So let's talk about how to set ones that are tangible and specific, measurable. That's the S and the M. And then relevant. They're they're meaningful to you. They're things you want to work towards and are capable of working towards right now. So step number one is evaluate what right now looks like in each area of your life. We talked about those buckets the other day. I want you to evaluate what right now looks like in your family life, how you're showing up for your family, in your journey, in your health, in whatever other areas are important to you. So just day-to-day in each area. How often are you XYZ, working out, fueling your body intentionally, drinking water enough, just things like that. How often are you doing those things that you want to be doing or know you should be doing? How often are you doing them? What does your day-to-day look like? This gives you a very simple baseline to work from. Next up, you're going to identify the goals to set so you know what living healthier would look like ideally for you. Okay, so is it working out six days a week? Is it training for and completing endurance races? Is it not emotionally eating all the food after the kids go to bed? Whatever it is, take a second to just envision that in your journey, in your motherhood, in your marriage, in your job, in any key areas of your life. What does an ideal lifestyle look like? Specifically, what does it entail? you doing on a day-to-day basis. You just need to take a minute to picture that in your head so you know what you're working towards. You know what that lifestyle of, quote, living healthier or being more present with your family looks like. You have to be able to see that specifically so you know what kind of goals to set. So you have your baseline, right? You have your baseline of what right now looks like. And then you took a few minutes to identify the goals of what this ideal life looks like for you by picturing that in your head, by thinking, what would my ideal day, how would I be showing up? What kind of things would I be doing when I'm living this life that I know I'm capable of living? Yay. So now you know where you're at and what your ideal looks like. So you're going to choose one thing, one to start focusing on in a few areas top. So if you have those three or four buckets, pick one or two of those buckets and have one thing for each. And this is really important if you're adding in habits or practices because you can't add in a ton of new things and think you're going to make them routine and make them sustainable over time. That's going to create burnout if you try to add in too much at once. In The One Thing by Gary Keller, it's a book that I read recently, he teaches on this concept called the focusing question. And that question is, what's the one thing I can do such that by doing it, everything else becomes easier or unnecessary? I.e., what's the first domino? So, you know, when you line up a bunch of dominoes and knock one over, it starts to knock all the rest of them over. So what's the first domino you're going to knock over so that all the other dominoes can fall into place so that all the other habits can start to show up, start to be incorporated into your life afterwards. So you can get to that point where all the dominoes have fallen, that masterpiece is created, and you're living that lifestyle that you're picturing in your head. Now, this is the not so fun part to hear, but those dominoes take time to knock over. Picture ones that are like 10 feet tall. It's going to take you some time to knock that domino over, and it's going to take some time for it to fall, right? Because if they're really, really big dominoes, if it's a really big habit that you're trying to change in your life, it's going to take some time to knock it over and to actually make it fall so the next one can fall. These small one, two, three changes you're making at a time, you're going to have to spend a few weeks 
being really intentional and spending a lot of mental energy to make the decision to do it when you don't feel like it. And I know it's not fun to hear, but it's the honest reality. And it's probably the reason you've fallen off is because it gets, it wears on you. It gets exhausting because you're expending the mental energy. You have to keep making the decision. You don't feel like it, but there comes a point a few weeks later where it starts to feel easier. It starts to feel like a little bit of a habit. And eventually a few weeks after that, it becomes routine. It becomes just part of who you are. And it's so hard to reach that point because I'm not kidding you with some habits. It can be six, nine, 12, 14, 16 weeks down the road. I mean, it can take a lot of time and it's around those final weeks when it's starting to become routine that you can start incorporating the next couple of changes towards that ideal that you envision. And I just want to encourage you here because I know we often hear 21 days or 90 days or whatever to make a habit. We always hear these different numbers thrown around. So what even is it? And I'm going to dive into this more a few episodes from now. But what I've come to learn is depending on the person and depending on the habit and depending on your past, every single type of habit you're trying to create in your life is going to take a different amount of time. For example, when I was fresh postpartum, six weeks, cleared to work out, it took me maybe two or three weeks to feel like working out was a routine again. It, I was right back on the horse, wasn't hard for me, and it's because that's been a habit for years in my life. Now, on the other hand, things like reading a book. <laughs> that wasn't a habit until earlier this year for me. So book reading, I got totally burnt out with in college, and I didn't read books for years because I didn't have the time, because I didn't want to read books because I don't like reading books because I'd rather listen to books on Audible. There were a thousand different reasons I told myself I didn't like to read tangible books. And really the deep down reason was I just read so much in college and for grad school that I was burnt out from reading books and I just didn't want to do it anymore. While making that a habit is something I wanted to make this year and it took me months (laughs) to get into the habit of reading daily and enjoying reading daily. It took me probably five or six months for that to become a thing. And it's because it wasn't a habit for so many years in my life. So just to give you some encouragement, depending on the habit, depending on you, depending on your past, making these changes, making them feel like routine in your life, it's going to take time and it's very unique to you. So throw out the whole 21 days, 90 days thing. I'm going to dive into that a lot more down the road. Um, a couple episodes from now. So hang on for that. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss it. But let's dive back into goal setting. So if we're bringing this all back to weight loss and let's say being really consistent with things like working out and reading daily and waking up early, you've got to expect, if you're making all those things a habit, you've got to expect at least a year's time, especially if you're starting from scratch with this new life that you're raising up, this little baby at the same time. I mean, that's a lot of changes to be going through, a lot of new things that you're learning. I always say motherhood is like the steepest learning curve in the world. (laughs) So you're learning a lot of new things. You're facing a lot of changes and expecting this new lifestyle to happen all at once or even in the course of like two to three months. No, 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 no. Let go of that timeline. Drop the timeline. If it's truly not a time-bound project or a deadline or a goal that you have to have done by a certain date for a certain reason, then forget the timeline and just get to work. Okay. So I know I've spoken very broad terms today about goal setting, but that's because there's so many areas that you can set goals in 
And I really encourage you to go back and listen to my planning episode where I talked about figuring out and identifying what those important buckets are in your life, because that's often where you're going to be setting goals in. And there's so many different types of goals, but at the end of the day, it's all rooted in what's most important and most realistic for you. So spend 10 to 15 minutes today doing the following. And believe me, you have like 10 or 15 minutes, right? During nap time, or if you're nursing or breastfeeding, or even after the kids are finally back in bed, that's like the perfect time for this. So 10 to 15 minutes. First thing, I want you to identify those main buckets in your life. Mine are my marriage, uh, mothering my boys and my relationship with the Lord, my health and my business. Those are like five really important buckets in my life. Now, the second thing you're going to do is evaluate what right now looks like in each of those areas and be judgment free. Promise me one thing that you will not judge yourself for how you're about like evaluating maybe isn't the word. Just take an honest judgment free look at what each of those buckets looks like right now, and then envision what ideal would look like in each of those as well. This might sound like pie in the sky-ish. Ooh, you're just like being all woo. But because you've rooted yourself in priority and reality and those things that you are called to be your best in and called to focus on in your life, what you're envisioning and what's put on your heart for those areas, it's truly what's meant for you. It's your ideal. It's not what you think it should be because of outside distractors. You taking time to identify those priorities in your life is rooting you in what's most important. So make sure that you start with those and then evaluate what right now looks like, and then go ahead and envision what showing up as your best self would be in each of those areas. Then after that, number four, I want you to pick one thing from one to two of those areas and start changing it and share it. Share what you're changing with me and in our DMs. Um, You can head over to our Tough Love Mom Squad on Facebook. That's linked below. You should screen, you really should for the public accountability because there is nothing like public accountability that will make you show up. But screenshot this episode right now and share it to your stories and list out the one or two things that you're going to work on and which areas they fall into in your life. There really is this magic and public accountability that makes you show up, especially if you start sharing it day after day after day and just that consistency of what you're working on. So what I want you to do again is identify those buckets, evaluate right now, envision what your ideal would look like, and then pick one thing from one to two areas and share it, go share it with someone, go share it in your stories. So you get that public accountability and you can get going. The last thing is just get after it. Be persistent. Write down the one thing that you're working on and track that habit, make it routine, make it your lifestyle, and then move on to the next one. Okay. And remember that if you need that accountability following through on this over time, or you need to just identify these things because you've tried before and you feel overwhelmed by all the changes you have to make, that is exactly what I'm here for. So grab one of those bundles, one of those packages of one-on-one sessions so we can get you going towards that lifestyle that you know you're capable of. If you're doing something else right now, if you're doing dishes or laundry, I want you to come back to me really quick. I want you to stop what you're doing and repeat this after me, okay? I was made worthy. I was designed to be strong and healthy. I am disciplined and more than capable. My friend, you know what to do, so go do it. I'm proud of you already. Before you go, Thank you for spending this time with me on the Tough Love Mom podcast. 
If this episode encouraged you in any way, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a review letting me know how the show has impacted you. Then send this episode to another mom friend or take a screenshot, post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me on this journey to impact thousands of moms. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you, sister. Until next time, get after it.